Listen, listen, listen. This is the Black Country Blokes Tune of Facts about everything that is mental health. Now, we're not experts, but we are experienced, so we're encouraging you to share your experience because every experience is worth sharing. So please be part of the conversation. Listen, listen, listen. Abinyat is the Black Country Blokes Tune of Fat about everything that is mental health. Here with me, Kev Dillon, Lee Cabman, and our special guest today is John Collins. So thanks, John, for coming on, brother. It's no problem at all. Now, we had John on our podcast um, round about this time last year when we were all doing it virtually from our homes, kitchens, bedrooms, wherever we could. So if you want to find more about John, uh, please go to our archives and you can find them everywhere, can't you, Lee? You can, literally everywhere. (laughs) But we're going to start the show, as we always do, like one of our support groups that we do every Wednesday night, 7 till 9 at the Lions ABC. And it is, in five or so words, how's your week been? Mine's been... Very good, but as always, tiring. Lee? Extremely busy, as usual. Um, oh, has it been? Happy. I've had a really good week, actually. I've really enjoyed the week. That's and probably more than five, as usual. And John? Um, my week's been interesting. Um, can I use the word hungry? Yeah. Uh, hungry. It's been tired. It's been tiring. Uh, it's been exciting. Um, I've had like a whole mixture of emotions <laughs> this week, but like it's uh, towards the end of the week, it's, it's going we're on the up. So, and we'll tell you why John's hungry in a bit. I mean, <laughs> and we'll tell you all about his story in the next half an hour. But I, I like what John said then because we, when we say how's your week gone, from hour to hour to minute to minute, one day you know you get out of bed and you're invincible. You know, the Lord Himself couldn't stop you. Next day you get out of bed the wrong way and. The cat's left a hairball on the carpet and the world's ready to end. And I think as human beings, we are very fragile. Not as much, if you're as big as John or as small as uh, a six-stone rabbit, <laughs> we, 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 we all uh, have these emotions. And that's why we, we love getting on here and talking. And uh, me and John were having a chat off air, and I'm going to carry it on, about music. And John was saying the only way you can train is with um, good music in the background. Yeah, it's um, I've, I've, music has always played such a huge part in with growing up through training and and just with like my just general emotion and feelings about things because I say like I'm um, I'm not really a um, as much as I can I can chat to you now I'm not really like a a vocal person but listening to someone else and like their their vocalness with with music and it's almost like you can feel it and like obviously when you've got your earphones on obviously I've always been that kid from school with earphones on and it's direct into your ears so it's just like you can feel it in I've always, it's almost like I feel it in my bones so like it's um it does play a huge part in my my everyday isn't it crazy to me that people train and don't listen to music mm. it absolutely blows my mind <laughs> I do I find it quite bizarre the, the, listen some, some there's gyms that I train at and they play music and sometimes they play music which I like to hear but as I was saying before it's like I'm like I want it to be my music into my ear and it's almost like I'm a bit selfish with it okay. yeah. like, I don't want you to listen to this yeah. <laughs> zoning don't you I do exactly the yeah. same I mean I've started recently depending on what I'm training so if I'm running on the treadmill I'll actually put a podcast on or an audio book yeah. because I want my mind really distracted because there's nothing worse than running on a treadmill yeah. but if I'm boxing I've got my earphones in I will put music on something to pump me up a bit more and get me going because yeah. you don't really, although you're listening to it, you're not taking notice of it at the same time. 
No, it's um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's really it's really kind of bizarre because, like, as I say, like I'm, I'm listening to it, but I just want it, it's almost like I'm like I want it for me, and mm. I want it to affect me in my way. So you know, like if I see someone else dancing, I'm just almost like stop dancing, stop moving. <laughs> this is to me. This is to get this is to get me pumped and amped up, not you. <laughs> but if you want to have a little go, you can do. But like when I finished, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's funny though. It's, it's just how like. What someone, someone might like a bit of techno, or someone might want drum and bass, but you know what lights your fire, don't you? Yes. Yeah, it's, um, see, I've got like a, there's no one we're talking about like off air about with, with music and how it used to be and whatever. It's like, there's not many albums that like mm. I listen to all the way through. I think all of us have probably got about a good, like say three or four albums, which can say I'll listen to that back to front. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I've got like my playlist of songs from each kind of album, which I'm like, I oh, like this song, mm-hmm. this song, yeah, and and like yeah, so like it's, it's got to it's got to kind of provoke my emotion. Like generally, if I'm lifting weights, I just want it to provoke like a, a like a bit of an anger emotion. And they take the earphones off, and I'm a lovely guy again. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 uh, what song does really get you into that zone? Like when you've got to hit your dead your max. Um, right. Um, I know what I'm going to say. I don't know if one of my friends is listening now because recently uh, there is a, um, uh, there's a there's something called verses, and like they bring out like whole like they bring out like old school like hip hop artists. And like um, last week it was um, uh, it was the Locks versus oh, yeah. it was the Locks versus Dipset. Mm. And like my friend Richard, like he uh, like he really gave me a good grilling because it, it, he found out like I was a Dipset fan, and he was going, "Oh, they cannot rap, and they oh, they're <laughs> terrible, and like they're horrendous." And I was like, "Yeah, but like they do something for me." So I'd say anything from like from DMX mm. to Dipset or to Buster Rhymes, um, Wu Tang Clan, yeah. Most Def, yeah, and some Gangstar, yeah, um, yeah. That's kind of that's the kind of stuff. But I think. It's for each each time I get on like a different bit of machinery. There's something that I, like so if I go and run a machine, it needs to be a bit more pacey. So I listen to a bit of drum and bass. Mm. But if I'm if I'm getting trying to get the weights up, I've got to listen to you know in, in my head, I'm like I'm the big gangster yeah. with a massive chain on, driving with one hand on the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. um, big Daddy Kane. Big, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know your stuff. You know your stuff. Now, yeah. Some. Yeah. Some. Some. Yeah. Some big Daddy Canes. The, uh, the Wrath of Kane. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my tune. Even just mentioning that, it's got making my hand like, yeah, stand yeah. up on the back of my arm. So yeah, that's the it's going to be a fight in well, here in a minute. Well, <laughs> it's getting pumped over yeah, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit worried. Yeah. <laughs> I was lucky enough before the madness. KRS One come around. And it was brilliant. We like so I got bad eyes, but we were sat there, and I was as close as I am to Karis one as I am to Lee now. And he could pay twenty quid and go and meet him backstage, yeah. shaking his hands. He's a giant. And then it was a Q and A with him, and I was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm here with hip hop royalty. Yes. And I was shaking his hand. He's going, hey, champ, what's your name? And I went. What, what, what do I call you? Do I call you sir? He goes, call me Chris. I went. All my friends call me Chris. I went, Kate. I'm his friend. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great when we were doing that Q&A because yeah. I knew about Boogie Down Productions, yeah. um, uh, self-destruction, the anti-violent movement, yeah. when um, Scott LaRock died. And it was great because all the other uh, college kids are going, uh, so how do you become a rapper? We're, we were talking about the anti-violence movement yes. and saying that was back in uh, 89 or something. And I went, then he did uh, Human Education Against Lives, anti-violence I went well why does a Drake and a Kendrick Lamar and all these people get together and go put down the knives put down the guns and he said the problem was 
then, and the problem is now, it won't get played on the radio because there's so much money in people dying. Yes. And I thought, you know, what a shame, but what a, what a clever bloke when you listen to his lyrics. It's just like reading a book, isn't it? Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's that kind of... Um that kind of like content you don't well you still get mm. but it remains more underground mm. so obviously when i was at school like my thing was um um a public enemy yeah loved public love public enemy and the bizarre thing is i'd listen to so much public enemy and it was only like until like about say 10 years later i realized what a lot of it was actually about mm. so like as um, as music lovers, you either like listen to like the lyrics, mm. or you're listening to the beats, or you, or you can, or, or there's something like a hook in there which kind of catches you. So, yeah, but like it's some some real clever storytelling in in like a lot of the and a lot of the hip hop and like a, a lot of like real deep messages. Um, as you get, well, so because like you're listening to, from a different point of view now, mm. it's not just you yeah, bobbing your head. You're yeah. listening because you're like, oh, I miss that. Mm. I've only had this. I've only had this on tape for the last thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> you missed that, so you have to explain what a tape is now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we're not talking sellotape. Yeah. <laughs> but as you say, some songs, and this is like whether you listen to hip hop, rock, dance, you hear a song and you are back in that moment, be it yeah. a funeral or when you're out with the lads or when you're, you're your ex girlfriend, and you are back in that moment, whether it's a happy memory or a sad memory, and it's about that was great for then. But do I want to be in that sad moment back when I'm lifting weights or I'm sat there with my daughter, <laughs> daughter start crying? Because music can make you that emotional, can't it? Where it can bring a tear to your eye or goosebumps on you. Oh, yeah, it can do. Um, and I think, you know, like um, with a lot, then this is what I love about music about like you can listen to something from years back. And, it, and as I say, like I always like to use the words, it provokes the emotion. Mm. And sometimes I just like to prod. And just and, and and like I listen to something, so like there's there's certain tracks I listen to, and it reminds me of leaving my house, leaving my, my grand's house in Milton Street, and walking down, walking down through Chapel Street, and like I say, um, like certain roads around Pensnet in the area, they've got like memories to me. Some mm. are good and some are bad, but I think while I had the, while I had the earphones, and it was almost like I escaped. But I remember, I do remember certain songs on certain parts of, of roads, mm. and which may not have been like a, a happy thing, but like just to listen to it, it just makes me remember that's where I was or that's where I used to be. But I'm not there anymore. But like it's all, it's all, it's okay to look back, mm. and not just to dwell on it and go, oh, this, oh, that was really bad. But just to go, oh, that's where I was. Like it's kind of like metaphorical, like walking down the street and walking back up the street, and like putting that music back on and puts you back on that street again. I, I like what you said. Ian. That's where I was. Yeah. Because you see some people who are still wearing their Metallica T-shirt. Yeah. Or their Wu Tang T-shirt. And you're thinking that you're still trying to live in what was a good time in your, your teens or your in your twenties. Yeah. That, them days have gone. Listen to the music. Be transported back to that time. But yeah. it doesn't mean you've got to live your whole life back in. 1997. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. And and the thing is, like, I still appreciate, I, I still appreciate like um, new music mm. to an extent. And the thing what I like to like, what the thing what I like about with, with certain like new music, you can hear some of like the. Sometimes you can hear the influence mm. from like some of the newer artists. So I'll listen to the newer artists, and I, I can think. I say to myself, 
he's been listening to so and so, or he's been he's got, he gets he's got like a little bit of that person in him, or you can tell that like that person is is kind of his influence. Um, but you can't you can't bring that back. But you can bring back your version. Mm. They can bring back their version for this era. And I, I suppose the other thing is what it's like. At that time, when we were listening to that music, we would probably be accused of listening to, to like absolute rubbish. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that's that's no good. That's terrible music. Or mm. your parents go, "What the hell are you listening to?" Yeah. Um, but like now, we're the parents, or yeah. we're older, and we're pretty much saying the saying the same thing. But like, you have to have like a bit of an appreciation to know. Well, it's not our time anymore. It's it's their time. Now. It's yeah, like but they're... some of it is rubbish, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are right. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying, I'm just being nice. Really. <laughs> They've always said that jazz, it won't last. Punk, it won't lack. Hip hop, and it evolves, doesn't yes. it? And what we said earlier, what you said, because some people, it's like, well, they haven't made a good song since the Beatles. Yeah. But as you rightly said as well, you go, well, big pun was a bit like Naz. Naz was a bit like, um, um, what's it called? Um, oh, from, uh, oh, oh, I can't remember his name, G Rap. But yeah, cool G rap, cool G rap. Yeah, but everyone's influenced. But you see that in comedy. Um, Family Guy is a bit like The Simpsons, and yeah. Family Guy is a bit like Monty Python with the sketches, and yeah. everything comes from somewhere, doesn't it? Yes, yes. I think there's always like a little bit of like uh, a bit of plagiarism, or, or you know, always plagiarism, or whether it's just the fact that like when you're a fan of something, or if see. I'm, I can't rap, but like I'm a fan. Yes. I'm, I'm like a, such a fan of rap. And like I suppose if I did start to do it, there'd be some elements of probably mm. Big Daddy Kane. There'd be some elements of, of yeah. probably Kenny in there. There'd be some probably elements of like just different artists, which I love so much. And I think that's that's just the beauty of it. You like you take away, you, you, it makes you feel such a way to the point where you f- it, they make you feel part of it, mm. or you're part of like a you're part of a group, or you're part of a part of a little gang. And like only we know that we only we listen to this, and only we know what this means. Yeah. That's why like, when you go like to a concert and everyone sings all the words, like, I love seeing that. Like you know when you see like um see like a stage like a stage show and everyone knows the words. That's, I, I'm, I always like think to myself. If I could only like experience that just for one time, yeah, that probably that's probably going to be one of the greatest feelings ever. Like to watch like a whole, um, like a whole like um, arena arena of people singing your singing your song back, and like that, like and, and there's other there's many other million people out there who just don't, who go, what are they listening to? That's that's rubbish. Yeah. That rubbish, mate, because like we filled this arena. Yeah. It's influence, isn't it? It's yes. a, and it, that goes throughout your life, doesn't it? Your, yeah. your parents influence you, and you use some of their tricks now on your your children. And yes, everything around you is influence, and it's picking out those good influences and those things that interest you. Yeah. So there's always going to be with rappers, with, with any artist, there's always going to be what's came before, and they and they ought to learn off that and use that within their material. Oh yeah, of course. And it's like you know we said about influence. It's like. There's times when, like, I I speak to my son or I speak to like younger members of my family, and I can hear my nan and my granddad mm. coming out, but like, I can't be exactly the same way they were because like the way that they taught me things was of that time. Mm. So like, I can't tell. I can't give my my younger cousins and and like my son like a clip round there and and like tell them like to go and. Um, 
go and do the washing up with a scrubbing brush in the in the in the bathroom and wash your mouth out with some wash, soap. Wash your mouth out with some soap. <laughs> wash your mouth out with some soap. Or, or, or my granddad would say to me, "Well, you know what? Yeah, go and turn like these, turn the soil over in the back garden with a fork, with a fork, and go and cut the grass and that kind of." Well, obviously, people have people still use lawnmowers, and stuff, <laughs> but, but like you know, you, you, but you'll 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 turn it into you'll you'll spin it around and mm. put your play on it but like ultimately it's derived from from them so like you always like take a little bit away and just put your own spin on it as years go by so no doubt my son will get to a certain age of his life when he becomes a dad and he'll probably use some of the things which i've used on him and put his little spin on it so that's the way it always goes but if they hadn't been like a Sugar Ray Robinson, there wouldn't have been a Muhammad Ali. Yes. Because Ali sat there going, even though uh, Sugar Ray Robinson was a middleweight, he was going, how can I move like that? And it takes one, one legend to create another legend. Yes. And then from Ali, well, the world, you know what I mean? But it's the same with all of them, isn't it? Footballers, I'm sure, the same. Bodybuilders, everyone, you see him and go, I want to emulate him, but put my own spin on it. Yeah. And, and I think that's the beauty of it. I think that's... The true, what we should be doing is giving our ideas, give our knowledge, is for free, so other people can use that and hopefully make their their lives and their experience better. I'm a great believer in that because that's, I, I think that's probably, if like you ever ever see me around the gym or, or wherever you're, wherever I am, and I say to people, and people say to me, oh, um, oh, how do you do this or how do you do, do that? And then like, I'll go into great detail sometimes that like, they can't get away because I chat so much. <laughs> uh, and they'll be like, um, well, I don't think I want to train anymore. I think <laughs> I just want to just go for a run. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, but I don't, don't listen to my music. Yeah, <laughs> don't you dance to my music. But um, what I, I always like to say is like, there's things which I have. I didn't go to college or university and didn't have to pay to know certain things that I know. They come from other people. Mm. And... I didn't get I didn't get charged for them. Someone's told me something. It's worked. I've used it a couple of times over and over again, and it's worked for me. So I pay it forward, or I just give mm. it back. It doesn't cost. It doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost anything at all. Just to be able to give like somebody something like a, a helping hand, or just to say, you know what, yeah, try this this way. And that's and that's so a lot of people. They're, they're, you know, like they're, they're very grateful for it. And it's like, is it? But I, I, I love that. I love that thing. I love that. What you just said then is I, I often say like to people who go, how do I give back to the boxing club? I went, never give back because I did it because I loved you and I've enjoyed doing it. Yeah. Always give forwards. Yeah. If we're always giving forwards, then there's some person out there who will always have love. Yeah. And I think if we could do that, then there's always, hopefully it's my daughter or her child or her child, but there's always someone who's given knowledge and love with it. Oh, yeah, I, 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 do, I do believe that. And I'm, and the, the, fact, the fact of the matter is it's like you... You know, like from, and I thought about this before, like from from a male's point of view, like many years ago, like you know, to try and be able to, for me, like to be able to speak openly like this and say, oh, you know what, you've got to give it back and, and be like loving and whatever, because I, I truly believe that. But mm -hmm. like, I think we've come like so far now where we can do that and not feel any way about it, and like, so you haven't got that attached like any macho masculinity to it. It's just like, you know what, yeah, this is what I feel, and this is what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna hand it forward and, and help out. And that's crazy, isn't it, John? Because ultimately, we won't be where we are now if we if people hadn't have brought forward that knowledge. You wouldn't have anything. You wouldn't have cars. You wouldn't have anything if, if that knowledge wasn't passed on at some point. So it's crazy that that's, you felt like you had to not do that yes. or hide that you were doing that. Yeah. But anyway, we're at, we're at the halfway mark, so we're going to go to a, a quick couple of songs and then we're going to come back in with John's story. Thank you. 
multiplies It's time to leave this town It's time to steal away Let's go get lost anywhere in the USA Let's go get lost, let's go get lost Blue, you sit so pretty west of the one Sparkle light with yellow icing Just a mirror for the sun Just a mirror for the sun Just a mirror for the sun
for a few years, shed a few tears, called each other nickname like Sugar Plum and Pooh Bear. I'm always on the road, hardly ever home, always busy this, busy that, can't talk on the phone. I know you aggravated, walk around frustrated, patience getting short, how long can you tolerate it? Listen, mom, just motivated, I do this for us, stuck on the grind, trying to elevate it. Hey, yo, to really be honest, you stuck with me through my whole struggle, can't even express through words how much the kid loves you. I'ma stand as a man, never above you. I could tell that you different from most, slightly approach you. And the ill, the body, we don't sex every day. But when we sex, we tease in a passionate way. Love the way you touch in those little elaborate ways. Got the guard feeling the least to relax for the day. It's on you, Baby, ma. If you give it to me, I'll give it to you. I know what you want. You know I got it, baby. If you give it to me, I'll give it to you. As long as you want, you know I got it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. Mommy, listen, I feel your love for me, baby, and how it moved through you. I've been longing for the moment to talk the truth to you. Listen, I'm never home, I always get up and go. Putting you through the unnecessary rigmarole. I never meant to put a thousand pounds of stress on your head. I love the way we sleep and how we always cuddle in bed. Baby, I stay embracing your patience, shedding your tears with me. I ask you, my mommy, please continue to bear with me. We started out broke, constantly on the road. Cutting up in the streets like we would never get old. Went from Lucy's and buses. And 50 cent sodas and Novas to Hondas to Lexus to Rovers. Mad years past, still got each other back. Word is born, never screw none of these industry cats, boy. We like skull and molder, walking shoulder to shoulder. Milking this game, watching our seeds getting older. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. I know what you want, you know I got it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. As long as you want, you know I got it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. Gucci bikini, 38 carats, your ring looking freezing. No matter what I do in the world, you never leave me. Fall back, ma, I make your lifestyle easy. I appreciate the things you do to please me. Looking at my daughter, you never do me greasy. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. I know what you want, you know I got it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. As long as you want, you know I got it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. And you're back with the Black Country Blokes and John Collins. Now, we've, we've found out a bit about John with his music, but there's so much more to find out about him. So, John, tell us a bit about your life. Tell us how it all got started in Sunny Penn's Net. Um, well, where do I start? Um, right, um, it starts as, yeah, we can start say it starts in, in Penn's Net. Um, I went to the... Um, 
uh, Annex School, which is like a, a like a junior junior school in the middle of Pensnet, which isn't there anymore. Then went from there to Set Marks, and from Set Marks to to Pensnet School, which is no longer there. Yeah. Um, I've just had like a a, a general like a general upbringing but I say like I've had a general upbringing with a, a Jamaican background because I was brought up with, brought up with my, my, my granddad um, my nan and my granddad uh, we, we all lived like on, on Milton Street and we lived like in a, we had like a, a close close knit family um, but um, growing up me I was like the only only got, only boy of my age so there wasn't like anybody that looked like me mm. within the area. So you know, like and, and you know, you get to a point like where you you like you live a lot of bit, bit oblivious to that. But like as I was growing up, like it was very kind of apparent that I was I wasn't the same mm. <laughs> as a as a, as everyone else. Uh, so I've gone through like some ups and downs and and stuff like um, which have like pretty been documented in the past about with like certain like levels of like like racism and, and stuff. Um, did you find it so to drop it did you find it very because obviously you're aware of being different yeah and there's always them the involved people but did you encounter it a lot yes you did uh, yeah um see this is you know like when i you know like trying to th- you know when you think about thinking about myself and like think about like what i'm proud of and, and everything else i'm i I figured out from a very early, early stage of my life that, like, because there was only me who looked like me, and so when I went to youth club, I went to school, when I played in the street, when I went, like, anywhere within the area, um, I was always encountering. There would be never a point where I wouldn't encounter it. Mm. Um, But at the same time, the first couple of times you'd fight back. And like you get like very defensive, mm. but then I realised early that the more defensive I became, the more people would push your buttons because it was almost like, oh, we know what to do here. Because like if we're a bit bored, we can just say something to him, and he's going to go all kind of like oh, berserk about mm. it. But then there's going berserk about it, and then it's like I realised it was it was tiring. Mm. That became very very tiring. So like I figured out quite early that like you know what, yeah, I'm going to enjoy I'm going to enjoy this like. A, a lot more so I just got to a stage of like um, creating a mechanism to deal with it mm. and I said like the mechanism was just, just out nice people mm. I think I got to a stage just like out nice in people or just just or just not being not being offensive almost killing with kindness kill them with kindness yeah kind of smother them with it so or when people say things to you you just just be non-reactive Mm. So they'd say something, I'd be like, I'd just look up and go, yeah. Because in my head, I'm like, I heard that before. Mm. And what happened when you heard it before, with the first time round, you got reactive, then, someone, then something else. So I, I could see patterns of, of how, how things would go. So I'd go somewhere, someone would say something, I'd get angry, then I'd fire back, then I'd fire back, and it would turn into a whole lot of something spaced off words. Mm. They're still hurtful, but um, then it was just like, if I, when I don't react from these, or if I don't give them any reaction, it kind of kills it dead. Mm. And then after you kill it dead, then you just go, hey, dear mate, or you just start playing. And they forget about it, and then it just kind of, kind of moves on because like it, may, it kind of like dilutes anything which they had 
for me. So, you know, it was just that from an early age. When I think back at it, I thought that was quite like, I thought, I thought it was like quite like, um, that was quite, that was quite, quite smart for me of, of that time. Do you think it has got better over the years? Um, it's, it has got, yeah, it has got better. It has got better. Um, it's still there, but like, I think the thing, the thing is trying to explain to somebody how, how a, a black person lives every day. It's, it's, my, it's like my, we call it microaggressions, like mm. little things which will happen, but you may not see, you may not see as a white man. Mm. Um, but it happens all the time. It was small to the point where someone was saying, oh, that's nothing. Mm. It's only that, it's only a joke. Or it's only this, but like, you know, a joke could be like a little pinprick, mm-hmm. but like if you get enough of those over the time, they still are painful but like it's and, and that's all it's become it's and that's so the pinpricks have become like less and less and less but they're still very you can still feel them but like it has got better it has got better over the time because where where we live i mean it's so multicultural isn't it yeah and, and like in my boxing club and the one thing i love about boxing clubs is you've got travelers training with black lads who were sikhs with muslims with taiwanese and it's you are the lion or any boxing club, I'm not just saying as. And you're as one then, because if he sees you on your nose, you don't really know what colour he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your head's going back. But yeah. it, it breaks my heart when I hear it, because my wife's mixed race. I grew yeah. up with my best mates. And, and when you and you say that micro stuff, like sometimes we're in the pub. I, won't be, I, I don't like football anyway. But if the football's on in a pub and my wife's here or my black mates or if the boxing's on, I don't want to be in there because... The drunken idiots have to point out the colours. It's not just always oh, missed or so. Yeah. And you see that, oh, well, I'm not being racist. It's just, and you think, that, are you that small-minded? That was the first port to call to insult that person. Yeah, because it's like, it's, it's, it's the first thing you can latch onto. Mm. It's almost like you've got like a thread hanging off your, off your jumper and it's the first thing you pull mm. and you can ask them, and that's the only, that's the, it's only going to be that one thread that kind of unravels it and that's the only thing that they're going to going to pull at but there is nothing else because like if you grab the whole thing you just let it go but like you can just mm. that's the only thing that like really, really get and it's, it's kind of like funny you should mention the football because like obviously I'm not a big football fan myself um I'm a Baggies fan, so people might... No, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, Says who knows nothing about football. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, leave it out, mate. Leave it out, mate. Boing, boing, we're, we're all the way. But um, the thing is, like, obviously, when the football was going on, and like, I saw what was going on with, like, obviously, with the penalties and this, mm. that, and, like, and, it, and it kind of takes it right the way back. Mm. And as much as that, when someone say, do you think it's changed or do you think it's better? On a day like today, when we're here now, mm. all there's friends like having a chit chat to say, no, it doesn't. But then it takes something like that for you mm. to realise that, yeah, it still does. You just put like, you, all you need to do is put somebody in a position mm. where they do something which is representing the country and it goes wrong. And like now it's like, oh, is is that? But if we if the guys had scored, mm. it'd be great. Mm. But they didn't, and we lost it. So it's so you know, and and that's what and that's that's what the like the the evil root of like racism is. Just ign- like people are being so super ignorant um, that like they're saying when you do good is okay, mm. but when he doesn't do so good, we don't like him because of his skin. Well, that poor kid, I can't remember his name, who raised all the money for the school dinners. Yeah, Marcus Rashford. Rashford. Yeah. And, and one week he was, oh, he's the Messiah, it's the best thing, look what he's doing for these children, politicians, and then he, he misses a ball in the net, 
and the abuse he got. And I thought, how vile human beings can be. Yeah, and it just goes. It just goes to show it's it is still there. Mm. It is still there, and, and like I, you know, like I don't hear it so much now. Because I say, like when when I was when I was like younger, when I was a smaller stature of a person, because like people say, because like, I still don't recognise like my my size. Like you know, some, like sometimes I talk to people and say, "Oh, you're a big guy," but I still don't see. I'm still living in this thirteen-year-old. Like you know, well, not so much now, but like for for many years, I was still in that thirteen-year-old body. But like um, when when it's um, like when it's when it's going on. Sorry, I've, you know what? I've just kind of lost my train of thought. No, you say like, but like when you're back in, you're in your mind, you're still this thirty. Not now, we were saying it's off air, but like say like five, ten years ago, this big bloke, but you're still in your thirteen, uh, thirteen year old body, yeah. and those, those racist things and everything, and then maybe you're feeling I'm too small to stick up for myself. And it, 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 a lot of us go back to childhood, don't yeah, we? Yeah, you do. And, and I, I think what I was saying is like it, it, it brings you right back there mm. again, and like. Um, you know, it, it takes something like that. So when you say somebody will go, well, it's not there, it's not there so much, but it really mm. it is. And like I say, like it's, it's still it's still very hurtful. It's still very hurtful. But like it's but it's not something that you, you hear regularly. I uh, think the to me the the Marcus Rashford situation showed basically there's definitely racism out there. But I think also people just wanted a reaction, and the the first thing to spot is your your colour, the colour yeah. of your skin, and you know you're going to get a reaction. You, you know, we see it all over social media now. You know, people will go on there and troll people just to get a reaction back. <coughs> and it's exactly, exactly... No doubt there is racist people out there still, but I don't think some of them actually know what they're saying and, and, and mean what they're saying. They're just looking for that that, that bite yeah, for someone trolls, to go back. Yeah, there's trolls, aren't they, basically? Yeah. There's trolls. That's all, that's all they're doing. It's like, I think... Um, we're in an era where everyone's looking for shock value, mm. um, but one thing I do like to see is like the like they're, they're actually they're, they're paying for it now. You know, like they, they may have a couple of cans and go on, on online and type something out, and there's, there's some press send, get two hundred likes and feel great. Mm. But then I've been seeing some of these guys like losing their jobs like a few days later. And rightly so. Yeah, but uh, you know, I don't, it blows my mind that people have such a life that they they have to do that and, and in some sense i almost feel sorry for them because of what, when when do you get to that point that you just go online and and troll someone for the sake of doing it well, we said about like katie price jordan <coughs> you've never met her you might have think she's attractive might think she's ugly and saying i think your disabled son should and you're thinking what right has anyone got to say that about a if you know them but you, you've looked at them in a magazine or you've seen her on Celebrity, Get Me Out of Wherever. But the, the, the bizarre thing is, it's like, as like people who are in the limelight or celebrities, they show snapshots. Mm. So when you see, um, you say you use Katie Price, like for, um, for example, she's on TV for maximum, would you say, an hour? Yeah. She's on TV for an hour. So like, they will cram in um, so many weeks or months into an hour an mm. hour show and now you think you know absolutely everything yeah. about her so take it away from that celebrity thing it's like you see somebody uh, in the street or you know someone from school mm. so the thing I used to get when people were from that um, after I left school people say oh, oh I know you I remember I remember you from school I say okay you get your call yeah but I know what you're like I'm like no you just knew me from school you don't know what I did yesterday mm. or you don't know what happened to me 
three hours ago before we were having this conversation. So you don't really know me, you just know a percentage of me. Like now it gives you that right to tell people that you know me and like this is what I remember about him. I remember him, he rides a skateboard pool. I still do ride skateboards, but not as often as I used to. I remember him. Like, he used to, he used to drink like cans of Coke and like, I used to have roller cola and like, and, mm. and like have a, he has 10p mix ups. I'm like, well, yeah, that was many years ago, but like, it's not now. That was just a moment in time and things mm. move, times move and things change. Um, but that's enough for someone to be able to say, that's why we can give this opinion on him or mm. on her because of that small gap in time and things are ch things will change like you know we start the show you say well how was your week mm. well and i say this week it's this that up down hungry tired blah 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 but the week before oh it's not, it might it is great all week mm. um but like the way that this week has gone will would have an effect on how i am right now and if i leave from here today then something else happens can have an effect because the week's not over yet. Mm. So what you may have known about me today or or what you think about me today, something going to change me by, tom by tomorrow morning. But you were, you're not aware of it. And that's it. Once again, you go, uh, sort of over in the lines, but then they bump between to the pub and they go, I was thinking about this. I went, I'm not coaching you now. I'm not doing a podcast now. I'm out having a laugh. You know what I mean? And, uh, but as you say, it's, it's that place like when you used to bump into a teacher out of school and he'd be wearing, I don't know, a Puma tracksuit. <laughs> Sir, where's your suit? And he'd go, you forget that teacher is actually a bloke. Thought, yeah, he's a bit of a person. He's a person. And um, I said, like, um, like me, like me, like me and Gerd, like we've, we were talking about this before in the gym that like, I find, I find people interesting, not because of like what I know them for. I like to know about the other stuff behind mm. what they do. So people say to me, like, I'm known by a lot of people as oh, John the bodybuilder or John the recovery driver. I'm like, well, John's more than a recovery driver mm. and John's more than a bodybuilder because like, he's only in the gym for a couple of hours and like he drives that truck and delivers cars like for a few hours. But past that, um, he's with his son or mm. past that, he's around his mum's like emptying the bins out or he's helping him make some cakes or he's, you know, he's doing this or he's doing that and, and like he's interested in in like um in certain type of books or he likes to do this and he likes to he likes to jump on his bike but like it's not everything that you have to show everybody mm. but like it's the it's the bits around around like the all of what people think is, is what i find more interesting you know mm. what's funny you say that john i'll put a post out on black country blokes this week and it was about mental health and saying that um it basically mental health doesn't define you your depression doesn't define you that's not who you are that's just part of you. Yes. You know, and I think people, we've spoke about this before with disabilities, how many people actually, you know, think you're that disability. No, you've you've got a disability, but that's not who you are. You are you're many different things. You're many different things in the world. You do many different things, hopefully. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really important to get that message across. I, I'm, as I said, that, that's a South thing. When I, when I, when I kind of first kind of grasped that, I looked at every single person I spoke to very differently from there on out. So I say, I'm not, a, I, I can't, I've, always, I've only started saying this like within the last, like, say, say 10 years or so, but like, I don't judge people because I, I have no, I have no place to judge anyone because I know nothing about anyone. Mm. I just about know about myself. Um, but like, you know, 
just because, as I say, um, someone's got like one arm, he's mm. not this. He's not. Oh, he's not. He's not. Oh, um, Tim with a one arm. It's like Tim with a one arm could be great with his with his left hand. Yeah. He could be a great artist. And like he makes figurines and he does this, that, the other, and, and everything else. But because like you've already given him that 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 badge, and mm. and sometimes you give people like these these like labels and badges to the point where. They're, they're scared to shake them off um, because, like you know, people go, "Oh, that's what we all—that's what we know—that's what we know him as," and he's, and he's probably like a little bit scared to say, "Well, no, I just—I do other things as well, or I do this as well, or I like to do this." Or no, nah, we don't—we don't hear about that. We just—we know you as that guy there or that girl there, and that's what you do, and that's what you—that's what you meant to be. And I think, like as you are now, with this this big physique, and put it, it made me um, remind me of the first time we talked. In our minds, and our minds often are different to how other people see us. And uh, I'm, I'm a little fat guy now. But when, I, when I was growing up, I had body dysmorphia because I was a fat kid that lost all my weight. And I could walk past the mirror and I was skinny. Then I'd walk past it again. Uh, oh, no, I've got a, a roll of fat here. Oh, my arms are too skinny. My legs are too... And it, every time... I was never happy. I wouldn't eat. And then I, I was training too much. And it's amazing what people see us as and what we see ourselves as. And... We often think of body dysmorphia as only being with the women. My boobies aren't too big or my bottom or my lips. But being in the boxing world for so long, I'm seeing it so much in the younger men. But often, us boys and men don't want to talk about it because we, we think we're the only one who worries about our size or our littleness or our height. And you've talked about it. You had it for years, didn't you? Yeah, because I, I think um, ultimately... Um I didn't get any. I, I was quite short for for many years, and like I didn't, I didn't like shoot up until I was about seventeen or eighteen. And even then, I didn't really realise it. It was only like when I was like, I was like super clumsy and just knocking everything <laughs> over. And like you know, a lot of people go, oh, "You bloody elf," you know, <laughs> um, kind of thing. But it's say like it. It was a label. It was almost like the label that I'd been given, and it was almost like the way that I'd been. You know, when you when you're sh when you're short or you're a small guy, mm. you get treated a certain way. Mm. And then as I've shot up and like I've started like training and changed like my my, my appearance, um, just because your appearance changed, it doesn't mean it kind of everything kind of moves over as well. Your thought processes go with your physical appearance. Mm. Um, what happens is like. Your, your appearance can grow first and your, and your physicality will stay where it is for a long time until you it's almost until you bring it bring it over mm. it's like I'll be on this side of the fence as like a big guy but like my 13 year old self took a hell of a long time to to come over mm. and like there was never no point where I, just, where I wanted to pull it over I just thought to myself well that's that's what it is until like we was joking before that like my card never come through the door to say oh you're a grown man now. Uh, yeah. you, you haven't got to live. You haven't got to live as a thirteen. You haven't got to be like timid and kind of thing like as a thirteen-year-old boy. You can use your voice. You can say stuff now. And you, you know, you, you know, you're not going to get in trouble for it. So, but but John, did that kind of work in your favour with what you do now? Because if you're still thinking in that, oh, I'm still small. I'm still this. Because obviously, what you, what you're doing now, you you need to pack that muscle on. You need yeah. to get bigger. So I can imagine that was kind of a driving force. Looking in that mirror and going, I'm still this thirteen-year-old boy. I better go and work hard. I think when I, when I when I say as a thirteen year old, but I think it was more like mentally, yeah. um, the like the the look. Obviously, it was it, 
I started to real, I started to like notice like from like a good many years when people like would say, "Oh, you're a big guy," but you'd hear it over and over and over again. So then it's like, okay, I suppose I am, but like I still didn't go home and go or looking around, go, "I'm the big man," because yeah. um, it was it just felt a little this felt a little bit weird mm. for me, if I'm quite honest. But I'm sorry to cut in, John, but we do have to go to the news now. So we're going to go to the news and we'll come back to 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 John and after a couple of songs. With your local news, I'm Mike Kelly. Vandals have caused thousands of pounds worth of damage to vehicles in a Starbridge car park. Police have received three reports of damaged cars parked on the Rymarket car park over the last few weeks. Officers are currently carrying out patrols of the location and liaising with the local authority about making CCTV improvements. On-site security staff has also been increased, but so far no one has been caught vandalising cars. A campaign to highlight the importance of welcoming assistance dogs and their owners to town centres across Dudley Borough has been praised by a national charity. Dudley Council has produced a video about the role assistance dogs play in society, which Guide Dogs UK has called amazingly educational. Window stickers are also being delivered to businesses so they can display their assistance dog-friendly status. A charity spokesperson said...